Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security. We're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We're broadcasting live from the Moxie Awards, which are being held at the Gas South District by the Gwinnett Chamber. A bunch of lovely ladies and powerful women are going to be in there competing, and uh, it's going to be an awesome day. In addition to Paradigm Security Services, this show is also brought to you by Sosby's Garage. In every show, we feature businesses and organizations in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. The people that serve Gwinnett County are also extremely important, and we're going to deal with that part of it today. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security. We will touch on that and other related aspects of security as we go through the course of our shows. Everybody knows what's going on right now. We're heading into those election seasons, and we're right in the middle of it. And we've got a very, very, very important election coming up in November. One of the things that I always tell people is to vote. It's very important, but even more important is to vote informed. So know what these people stand for, know what their positions are, know how they feel, get to know the person a little bit. And toward that end, I've got attorney Matt Reeves. Glad to have you here again, Matt. Thank you, Rick. Great to be here. He is the Republican nominee for the State House District 99 with Swanee, Sugar Hill, and Duluth. It is awesome to have you in here, Matt. I've kind of watched you go. We've been friends for a long time. Went through Leadership Gwinnett together. I know you personally and know the quality and integrity that you represent. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here so that you could share with the people what your positions are and a little bit of that integrity that I know that you are easily espousing. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you uh, having me on on the show with the Moxie Awards that the Gwinnett Chamber is putting on today. And I want to definitely say hats off to all the professional women in there. I look forward to joining that event after we're done. Uh, I've got three co-workers who were nominees uh, in that awards ceremony. One's Melody Glouton, who you and I know. We were in Leadership Gwinnett together about 10 years ago, and she and, I went to, uh, <laughs> she and I went to law school together at Mercer before I transferred to Georgia. And then Gilletta Smith, who's a Gwinnett native, lives in Peachtree Corners, is a great appellate lawyer and has worked in federal court, Georgia Supreme Court, and uh, proud to have her at our firm the last several years. have enjoyed getting to work with her. Also, Haley Nikolich, who's an LSU graduate, but came to Georgia through UGA Law School and has been doing a great job litigating the last few years. So professional women, I mean, they, they have worked hard, broken glass ceilings. I'm proud for them, all those women who are getting honored today. And uh, I join uh, Gwinnett in honoring those professional women. You know, the, the hardest job and the most important job in Gwinnett County is uh, working mom. So uh, to see Gwinnett recognize professional women who are out there uh, making a difference in our community is something uh, that's a special event every year and proud to be here with you today honoring them. What a lot of people don't realize is these powerful working women that are doing so well are also working moms. That's right. I mean, they've got the job at home that's unappreciated a lot of times, and then they turn around and they go to work, and just the the strength of some of these ladies is, is awesome. 
you know, my, my late mother was an A.O. Williams insurance agent. That's who Primerica purchased and, and became. So when I pass by that building, it reminds me of, you know, her working hard when I was growing up. My mother-in-law, who lives in the community, is a retired educator. And my wife, you know, tells me about how hard she worked uh, at night grading papers and, and working hard to prepare those students for class. I was actually one of her students in eighth grade, so I got to see how hard she worked. But, you know, those, those educators and, and other ladies out there in the workforce, uh, health care, just that's what makes Gwinnett run. Well, you know, a lot of things make Gwinnett run, but one of the things that's absolutely important, uh, pieces of those cogs in the wheel, are the people that help us in the government. And without the right people in the right places, well, quite frankly, you can see where we're at. We've got a lot of the wrong people in the right places, and we need to get the right people there. Personally, I consider you as one of those right people. You know, one of the big things that I know that you deal with, you use the word fighting a lot because you fight for people. And one of the things that you fight for is for Gwinnett Tax Players. So let me know a little bit about what your ideas are and where our future lies if you're in there. Sure, Rick. Went to Mercer and then UGA Law School and then been fighting for uh, property owners, business people, and court cases the last 20 years here in Gwinnett. I was down in court in DeKalb County yesterday on a Peachtree DeKalb Airport legal matter, but definitely fighting for Gwinnett taxpayers. Uh, I just I think we need to have more people at the Gold Dome and uh, the state's second biggest county, uh, the state's uh, largest school system, who are looking out for Gwinnett working people and taxpayers and homeowners in particular. We're the ones paying the bills on, on this huge county government and uh, the state's biggest school system. And I want to make sure that the government is treating taxpayers fairly. I, I really appreciate what Matthew Holtkamp has done recently running for county commission, educating people that if you have an increase in property value, but then you don't roll back the millage rate, that's a tax increase. I think that that's something he's doing a good job on. What I'm going to focus on at the state house level is increasing the homestead exemption. The homestead exemption has not been increased to keep up with property value increases and inflation, and we need to treat homeowners well, particularly senior homeowners. There are some specialized tax exemptions for seniors under certain circumstances, but any homeowner, I think, needs to have a robust homestead exemption and we need to uh, increase that dramatically in Gwinnett County. It's been about 10 years or so since the state of Georgia uh, took a look at the property tax appeal processes. You got to do that every 10 or 15 years or so to make sure that homeowners and taxpayers in Gwinnett are not getting uh, treated uh, less favorably than property taxpayers in Florida or Texas or places where uh, you know businesses and residents would consider moving from. We need to uh, be welcoming to homeowners and taxpayers and not chasing them off. So, you know, I want to I want to look at the uh, property tax procedures at the state level and the state does have a big role on that. There's a big set of state statutes. You know, Governor Kemp dusted off the books from the 1990s. Governor Barnes was from Cobb County. There were a lot of Republicans in the legislature from Cobb County in the 90s and they enacted some pro homeowner property tax procedures in the 90s that Governor Kemp has implementing and giving a property uh, tax homestead benefit recently and I want to do stuff like that. I'll be fighting for the taxpayers and homeowners down at the Capitol. Well I know that Kemp has looked at it, Governor Kemp has looked at it and you know one of the things that seems to be important to most of us is that when you pay a lot of taxes if you have a lot left over it kind of comes back to the people and I know that uh, that's part of what his philosophy is and kind of where do you stand on that part? 
You know, I, I trust uh, working people, and I, I don't look at it as the govern, government's money. I look at it as the people's money. And if, if there are opportunities to reduce the tax burden, I'm going to do that. I think that moms and dads and small business people will spend money a lot more effectively and a lot more beneficial uh, impact to the economy than the government would. If you, if you look at what's happened in Washington with two and a half years of government spending, that's what's gotten us the inflation that we're in. I remember an economics class back at Mercer, uh, I think it was Alan Greenspan who said, you need to take the punch bowl away before the party gets too crazy when it comes to <laughs> inflation. And, and uh, that didn't happen. They, they ended up pouring a couple more uh, things of vodka in the, in the punch bowl rather than uh, taking the punch bowl away. And that's what's got, it costs $300,000 or more to build a house in Metro Atlanta today. No wonder housing's not affordable when you have that kind of inflation. We need to have a reality check and get that back to the basics of small business and um, you know the, the customer and uh, the vendor out there in the market not have a bunch of artificial government uh, red tape and bureaucracy and spending because that's what's gotten us in this mess we're in where people are getting hammered at the gas pump, at the grocery store trying to buy a house, trying to buy materials. You know, I hear these restaurant owners, it's a double whammy. Their food and other costs are, are up. Their labor force is down. Um, we need to clean out this disruption from this government spending the last few years and get back to the basics. I'm, I'm proud of what Georgia has done, of not buying into that, and I want to make sure that Georgia stays on that track of being pro-business and pro-jobs and not pro-big government. I can tell you I know a whole lot better how to spend my money than the government does. Absolutely. And I think that's pretty much everybody. Well, I know that homeowners, you mentioned, you know, the taxes, the, the things on the houses and so forth. There's a lot of things that homeowners could do, and I know that you fight for the homeowners as well. That's you right. got some other areas that you, you, you're looking at as you, with the homeowners? You bet. You, you look at Gwinnett County, what, what brought people to Gwinnett County, and I think our schools, that's number one. And uh, We're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, the last uh, 30 years, you know, our, our teachers, our assistant principals, our parapros, the parents, PTAs, they have been welcomed to run a school system in an award-winning manner. And I think focusing there on the classroom, making sure that the student and the student's education is at the forefront and that teachers are empowered to uh, teach their students and to, to handle discipline issues in the classroom and to be able to work it out with their assistant principal if they need to. But, you know, having parents and teachers empowered on education because they're the ones who know best about uh, student success. I don't want to see our school system go the way of a lot of school systems around the country that have yep. gotten into things that take the, the focus off of academic excellence and development of kids' um, educational future. Well, there's a lot of different philosophies that have found their way into our education systems. And I know that parents being active in their child's education has definitely increased since they started sending all this home. and. And I'm no longer a parent, but I'm a grandparent, and we can see what's going on and what they're being told and what they're being taught. And it's important to get some kind of grip on this. And our school systems, I'll just put my opinion out there, our school system has gone down tremendously, putting in the people that are there with the, with the uh, school board. It's, it's not the people, it's the philosophies and the attitudes they espouse and we're having a big problem the parents getting more involved the parents getting more vocal and I think that's awfully important that these parents are protected 
from being, well, as they were, labeled terrorists and stuff. There's, there needs to be some type of a, a state oversight as far as getting control on these teachers and, and, and what they're teaching. Well, the teachers are part of the solution. They're not part of the problem. And uh, the classroom, that's not where the problems have been. It's been in, you know, outside agendas coming in nationwide to try to, you know, pick off our, you know, number one school system in the state. So here, here's what I'll do. As a state representative, half of our state budget or more goes to education, K through 12 education. I want to make sure that that state money gets to the student in the classroom. Peachtree Ridge, North Gwinnett High School, Lanier High School, Duluth High School are the schools in uh, House District 99. I want to make sure that they stay top-notch and that the principals, assistant principals, teachers, parents are fully supported and uh, that we have you know, the next decade and generation of success in those schools and quality of life and that they don't uh, take a downward turn. I think that they are great schools that a lot of teachers, administrators, parents have invested heavily in for decades. I moved here the year that Peachtree Ridge started uh, after I graduated from UGA Law School. And you look at all the work that our community has put in Peachtree Ridge as well as Duluth and North Gwinnett and Lanier. I want to keep that going. I don't want uh, them to be chased off or move to some other community or county uh, due to you know changes that take us off of the excellence that we've had the last three decades here in Gwinnett and schools. It's not too late. I share your concerns. I hear a lot of people who are concerned in the community, but one of the reasons I'm running for State House is to be an advocate and to help important things like our cities, like our schools, like our public safety, like our quality of life and uh, tax burden here in Gwinnett. That's what I'm doing the State House run for. Sounds awesome. You know, and I'm in, I'm in the field, of course, security, uh, retired law enforcement. One of the things that I look at is, you know, the safety of our school kids. Have you got any thoughts about directions that you think we might not want to go to or we might want to go to with regards to safety and security in our schools? Absolutely. Well, first, let me let me just say I'm going to listen to folks like you who know about security and law enforcement. Uh, I was driving down Sugarloaf Parkway near Peachtree Industrial the other day and saw what looked like a police car it was kind of getting dark, and it was a paradigm security car. <laughs> and uh, so, I appreciate you filling in the gaps between law enforcement and businesses and keeping us safe. Uh, in the in the area I'm in, it's uh, Duluth Police, it's Swanee Police, and then in Sugar Hill they have Gwinnett Police. And the schools that we have in our community, we got school resource officers. I want to make sure that parents are confident that their kids are safe when they go to school and also that the teachers and parapros and cafeteria workers and office workers at schools also feel safe. They didn't sign up to do security. They are counting on Gwinnett County Public Schools to provide good security. And uh, school resource officers, I want to see their ranks grow rather than shrink. And uh, I think that teachers and students in schools ought to have the same level of security that the school board does at their meetings. Uh, so. I just I want to make sure that we don't become a soft target and that we use common sense and time-tested methods of security rather than, um, you know, withdrawing security in a way that uh, we would regret. No, I think that's good. I know, in addition, we we do the patrols at Sugar Hill to supplement the Sheriff's Department that's primarily going over it. And it's been, uh, been an experience, and we've enjoyed helping out and being a part of that, part of that system. We've talked about property tax relief and all that. Do you have anything else that you want to touch base on that? You know, when I mentioned inflation, fiscal conservatism, I think that's the overarching theme. I think that um, state government ought to spend 
uh, working people's taxpayer money the same way that, that we do. Uh, there ought to be good stewardship and you ought not to uh, invite the federal government in to take care of problems. Federal government uh, has been much more of a problem creator than a problem solver. Uh, we need to make sure that Georgia has a vibrant private sector. You look at QBE, quality basic education funding in our schools. That was invented in the 1980s. QBE uh, was not fully funded for our schools until Georgia became the number one place to do business. And so the way to make sure that we've got abundant funds for schools, for law enforcement, for higher ed, is to make sure we've got a vibrant economy in Georgia. And so I want to be pro-jobs. I want to be fiscally conservative in a way that's going to attract uh, businesses and taxpayers from all around the country. I want people to want to retire to Georgia and uh, participate in their grandkids' lives. I want small business people to feel welcome here. You look at the success we've had in Gwinnett over the last 20 to 30 years, people have moved here from all around the country, all around the world. I want to keep that happening in Georgia. Well, you mentioned law enforcement. I did too a little bit there. I know we have a lot of problems with some of the government and some of the outside people talking about defunding, the lack of support. Of course, I'm all about back in the blue, our officers and stuff that we need. You know, can you see anything that you might be able to do in your position with the state to be able to help maybe these law enforcement agencies get more people? Absolutely. And listen, that is one of the main reasons I'm running, that kind of lack of common sense that you see out there that's very militant, saying that you know we ought to defund law enforcement. I want to fully fund Duluth Police, Swanee Police, Gwinnett Police. I want to make sure that our communities are safe and that young people look at being a uh, police officer as a good line of work to go in uh, where they get to serve their community. And so I think uh, you look at Gwinnett Tech and Georgia Gwinnett College and other colleges in the area that do criminal justice. I would like to see um, you know, their, their programs beefed up to where they're able to get out there in schools and in middle schools and high schools and communicate to these young people in you know, the diversity of Metro Atlanta that look, if you're bothered by a gap uh, between your community and law enforcement, go into it yourself. Uh, Washington talks about free college and, and things get expensive when they're free. Yeah. But you could go to Gwinnett Tech or a local college and live at home or live in, you know, uh, have a roommate, get a good education, not go into debt, and uh, have a gun and a badge and a career with benefits um, and, and be respected in your community and make a positive difference. So that's the kind of thing I'll do um, out there in the State House is uh, point out ways for our young people not to feel like victims, but to feel like citizens. We've got to do that every generation in America to give people uh, the truth about uh, American citizenship. Talk to anybody who's moved here from uh, outside America and they will tell you all about the American dream. We need to renew that with our young people and let them know that they can be teachers, they can be law enforcement officers, they can be in healthcare. Those are great needs that we have around Metro Atlanta and uh, they could get a good education and do that and make a positive impact in their community. Well, and that they don't necessarily have to go to a four years or six years or eight year college and build up a lot of debt. There's a lot of things that you can do that give you a good income that I know I've very much enjoyed my career as a law enforcement officer. Don't know if I would enjoy it as much nowadays. It's something that we need to get back to where people look forward. The biggest problem is the lack of support that they get from their leaders and the administrations that they work for. But if anybody wants to understand the importance of, say, a resource officer in a school, if they want to get their kids 
uh, know the police officer, let them get with some of these resource people, these resource officers. They are an awesome bridge between the law enforcement and the school kids as far as helping them trust them and feel comfortable around them. These are some really good people. Also, I, I want Georgia to make sure that we welcome retired law enforcement and military people to go into education and other careers. Those are folks who have spent years and decades uh, living out that saying, ask not what your country or your community can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country and your community. Mm -hmm. They've done that already and they ought to be welcomed in schools. And if there's red tape or barriers that are, you know, hindrances to retired law enforcement and military to be in education in Georgia, definitely that's something I want to work on because those are the kind of folks you want to have, those men and women uh, in front of uh, our young people, uh, teaching them about the real world and common sense and how to pursue education. It would also be a great way to help out on the shortages of teachers. That's right. Uh, because we definitely have a shortage there. And nursing. And nursing. That, um, yep. You know, there are a lot of hot topics with health care in the public arena, but uh, what I see is one of the biggest threats right now is the shortage of personnel, mm -hmm. of nursing and other health care workers who carry on uh, the good work that Northside, Lawrenceville, and, and Duluth and, and other uh, health care providers in the community give, but we got to make sure that we've got a pipeline from high school and tech school and college to health care quick because we're, we're, we've got a shortage that is really jeopardizing our health care network in the area. Well, you know, it just, it just points out that we've got shortages in so many areas that are so important to our society. Law enforcement, for any of the first responders, education, health care, restricting people for lack of vaccines and stuff like that has caused a lot of it. We need to get back to some kind of normalcy. And, you know, everybody says, well, what is normal? Well, I kind of think normal was the way it was back a couple of years ago before we got crazy. <laughs> We talked a little bit about the school systems and working to, to keep the political correctness out of them. You got any focuses that you kind of would look at doing that or trying to work on to get that out of their school systems? Well, again, my approach on the schools is it's always going to be practical and common sense, and I'm not going to you know pick fights unnecessarily. But exactly. um, I think when you compromise academic excellence, school discipline, school safety, that's when you've got to you know, get all hands on deck and have some checks and balances. So that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not running for school board. I'm running for state representative. But with that state money there, I want to make sure that North Gwinnett, Peachtree Ridge, Lanier, Duluth High School stay top notch on academic excellence, school safety, and school security. That's what my focus will be. Well, you've got the right, you got the right focus there because those are the areas that are most important uh, moving forward for, for society as a whole. The quality of life in Gwinnett, you know, you got Georgia's largest district, and it's actually second largest county. You know, it's always been a Gwinnett County, the place to live, work, and play. And do you feel it's still that way, or do you feel like we strayed from that, or that you just want to focus on keeping us that way? I'll tell you who's getting it right, and that's Duluth and Swanee and Sugar Hill. Swanee coined that term in large uh, respects yep. back in the 90s and early 2000s about live, work, play. And you look at the Swanee Greenway and amenities like that, they're, they're opening a park just to the west of Buford Highway in downtown Swanee uh, soon. 
you know, making sure that we've got safe communities, good schools, a vibrant public arena. You look at um, the Duluth Fall Festival, what they do. They have hundreds of volunteers, a lot of whom are seniors and retirees who are giving back to their community and putting in a good festival every year. Uh, you look at the arts community. I think we got a good arts community and public art. And that says a lot about priorities and well-roundedness in communities. Uh, recreation. You cut on uh, NFL football and you're going to see some uh, Gwinnett grads. You cut on college football, same thing. Making sure that we've got vibrant student-athlete facilities and, and a culture. I think that's uh, something Gwinnett's been proud of and I want to keep that going. So quality of life, uh, it's, it's well-roundedness. I was on the parks board in Duluth for years. I got to meet Nicole Love Hendrickson, our county commission chair, serving on that board when she uh, was on there with me about a decade ago, and making sure that we got you know a good business climate, but a well-rounded civic life. That's uh, what I mean by quality of life. And the things that could change that for the worse, the quickest, are a dip in our schools or our public safety. So that's that's why I want to fight for schools and public safety so much. Well, I know that take for example the Gwinnett Place Mall. Uh, there's so much revitalization that is planned there. They've got the plans coming out. Uh, just read something again. We do the CID there for security patrols. But that's kind of the heartbeat of the county right there. And we need to really focus on getting some stuff done around there. But that's like that in, all, in several areas of our county. I've, I've got a war story on Gwinnett Place Mall. I, I know more about yeah, Gwinnett Place Mall than I, than I, uh, <laughs> want, than I want to uh, <laughs> as far as legal and real estate issues. But Mega Mart's landlord, it was uh, Judge Sam Werbin from uh, Shambly, who's passed away since then. But he brought Mega Mart in. He had heard about Mega Mart. He and his business partners did. Mega Mart came in and opened that wonderful store that they have in that property. But then in the parking lot, they were going to build residential. And so at that time, some of the big department stores who also own property, they sued Megamart's landlord saying, you know, selling what you're selling there, the seafood and all that, and then putting a um, residential component in the parking lot. That's not a first-class mall use, and that was the term in the covenants. And we spent five years in court. I went to Chicago twice to, uh, I won't call out the uh, department <laughs> store uh, who sued them, but got two trips to Chicago and finally they they withdrew the lawsuit and Megamart is alive and well they didn't end up building that residential component but you know they made some mistakes the the property owners did the department stores uh, over the years and they should have let some residential in hopefully we can have more of a mixed use component there but I, I do want to say I hope it's a a market-based venture and it's not just you know some government thing because uh, I think the private sector is the the one who does development the best. You look at Avalon, that yep. was uh, you know a private sector success story. You look at Gwinnett, all over Gwinnett, we've got private sector real estate development success stories. I hope the government doesn't mess up a, a good opportunity down there at Gwinnett Place Mall because it's the traffic count, the location, um, it's definitely something that could be redeveloped in a way that could be a benefit to Gwinnett County. But I, I hope that they let the professionals uh, do it and don't have a you know too much of a government thing because that's that's probably going to mess it up. Well, you're in the same basically the same position I'm in. You know, I'm glad the I'm glad the county. I'm not much for county but counties buying property, but I'm glad they bought that property and got it out of the hands that it was in to where maybe we can move forward, but I'm hoping that the majority of the construction, the majority of the focus is done by private industry, that they turn that focus over to the people that are experts at it, 
Anything that government gets involved in building generally it doesn't get built well. It lacks a foundation. And I'm looking to see this really be an awesome, awesome development if they do it the right way. I kind of think the focus is on doing it the right way right now. I hope so. Well, we've talked about quality of life. We've talked about properties and taxes. I know you've got a couple of endorsements that you've received. Really thankful this week to have Georgia Chamber of Commerce's endorsement. They thoroughly vet candidates and uh, was proud to earn that endorsement. They are working with the businesses who are big employers and also small businesses and agribusiness all around Georgia. And they are trying to fix this inflation problem that uh, we're getting from Washington and other fallout from COVID and spending and all that. So they're trying to turn that around here in Georgia. I'm proud to have their support. I think if we uh, listen to our, our small businesses, they'll tell us how to get out of this mess uh, that we're in right here where people are just getting pounded every time they fill up their gas tank, go to the grocery store, try to do business or buy something. So uh, I'm proud to have the Georgia Chamber of Commerce's endorsement, and I think that says I'll be pro-jobs and pro-business in a way that... Uh, pro-reasonable growth. Exactly, exactly. I want to ask you one last question, and I think this is the question that really I push for when you talk about knowing being informed what makes you different what makes you deserve how best can you serve differently than your opponent what makes you the person that people ought to vote for well if you look at reevesforhouse.com my website one thing that I put on there back in 2008 right there as the great recession was hitting I went down to the capitol that legislative session worked with Wendell Willard great uh, legislator from Sandy Springs who had uh, been a Marine, a banker, went back to law school late in life, got elected to the legislature in his, I think, 60s. He is the one who, along with the team of people who had been trying for years to start new cities in North Fulton and North DeKalb, I got a front row seat to seeing Dunwoody created that session and then uh, see some of the new issues with Johns Creek and Sandy Springs and some of the new cities. Brookhaven followed after that. So I got to go down there, work on the House Judiciary Committee with um, Wendell Willard, who uh, helped with the local government issues with forming those new cities to be a check and balance against some dysfunctional government in Fulton and DeKalb at the time. Just got to see what, sometimes it's more important to kill a bad bill than to get a good bill passed. Um, in the Judiciary Committee, we had, I think, over 100 bills that session to, to review, and a lot of those were weird or complicated and they sent it there to get studied and a lot of times there are a lot of trojan horses that come along that you've got to spot it and kill it so that it doesn't mess things up through uh you know good intentions or you you want to make reading the fine print yeah, that's right you want to make sure that today's solutions are not tomorrow's problems exactly i'm looking forward to november being over tell you the truth i know you are too but you know i'm looking forward to what we've got coming at us in the future but we can spend a lot of time looking at what we've got in the past and what's been done in the past and what got us here. But that isn't going to do a thing in the world for us except learn from our mistakes moving forward. And that's one of the reasons that personally I like you is because you look to the future. How are we going to make things better for the people? And not necessarily how we make things better for the government. So. I want to tell you, you have my support. Thank you, Rick. And, of course, you already know that. But I think that, uh, I'll, like I say, the most important thing is people vote informed. And I appreciate you being here. If they want to help you out or get in touch with you or your 
uh, campaign. Tell us how to do that. Absolutely. Reevesforhouse.com is a website. Matt Reeves for House on Facebook. I'm here in the community, uh, 770-236-9768. Give me a call. Would love to hear concerns on your mind, Sugar Hill, Swanee, and Duluth. Well, please do give him a call. Uh, he will answer your call, too, or he'll call you back. I can guarantee that because uh, I've seen him do it. Well, thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services and in part by Sosby's Garage. Be sure to join us live every other Wednesday at 1130 a.m., here on Business Radio X. If you miss the live broadcast, no worries. You can enjoy the show anytime you want by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Case in Point, of course. The program is also available on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, or anywhere you enjoy your favorite broadcast. Please hit that subscribe button and go to Case in Point so you don't miss any of our future episodes. For my guests, Matt Reeves, attorney at law here in Gwinnett County, and my producer, Mike. Remember, I'm Rick Strawn, and also remember at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.